Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Welcome back to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where we aim to help you move from residential property investment over to commercial property investment. And I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. This week, I'm going to talk you through how to get more deals and build your portfolio quicker and bigger. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you getting a bit sick and tired of not achieving enough with your commercial property journey, even when you are setting goals? Some of you may be well-versed in setting goals, built up some pretty good habits like writing goals down and reviewing them on a regular basis. Some of you, though, might be saying, huh, I would set some goals for commercial, but I don't even know where to start. Or maybe you've just become frustrated at missing goals, or you might be realising, actually, even though I've achieved them, maybe I could have done some more. Before I go any further, some of you might be asking, what has this got to do with commercial property investment? Or you might be thinking, yeah, yeah, get to the important bits. Well, I'm sorry to break it to you, but goal setting and conditioning, which I will come on to later, is absolutely critical to successful commercial property investment and building long-term wealth. Interlinked with this is your unique investment criteria. I'm sure you've heard me say that before. It's such a fundamental thing when you're looking at commercial property because it's such a wide and varied market. You need to know what's going to work for you. So these are all woven together and they'll set you on the right path and help you avoid hours or even years of agony trying to work out why it's so difficult despite all the work you're putting in. So let me ask you something else. Have you ever thought to yourself, how is it that some people seem to find it easier or more natural to be driven and focused and they're annoyingly making real progress? And yet it seems you can't quite get into that zone. It comes down to a lot of things, of course, such as habits, self-belief, environment, conditioning, there's that word again, and a clear path. Does it come down to starting with lots of money, though, or the right connections, or is it just good luck? Personally, I think if you're listening to a podcast specifically about commercial property, you probably know the deal about luck and who really makes it. And you probably know that connection can help, but it's far more to do with the infinite resource that's stuck between your ears. One thing I think we're really lucky with in our market, with property investment, is that we have the opportunity to add items to our portfolio in a kind of a binary fashion, like one plus one equals two, plus another one equals three. But there are other factors at work to not be missed. For example, the underlying power of building your pot of assets accelerates your growth by building momentum. So next time it might be three plus two. You might be now up to five and next time it must be plus two again and it might be plus three because you start to get momentum. Remember that when you're getting frustrated at the beginning, 
That's because you're not maybe seeing as much progress as you'd like to see, but we all have to start somewhere. And of course, goals are not just for business, though, are they? There, there are lots of areas of your life to think about. But for this podcast, I'm obviously, I'm just going to focus on business and growth goals. And I'm going to touch on a few things that I've observed along the way. And I'm going to share the methods that I've used to help and sometimes even hinder myself getting to where we are now. The way in which I've been setting goals over the years has changed and improved, I think, as I've learned what works for me and what doesn't. And it is important to recognise different things work for different people. So when I go through these things and what works for me, take the bits you like and leave the rest. So the first thing is lack of previous success doesn't affect future outcomes. So goal setting or the lack of it, um, or sorry, the lack of seeming progress can be quite demoralising. So it did used to frustrate me how it seemed difficult to hit shorter term goals. You know, I'd set them, I'd start working towards them, but then life, business and customers would try their absolute hardest to get in the way. The thing is, missing goals repeatedly can actually start making you feel a bit despondent. And you kind of lose the will to set any new goals. I'm sure some of you have been there. It it can be easier to ignore goal setting and settle back into just, well, being busy because that's what makes the difference, right? And we have been told there's nothing like hard work to get what you want out of life. And whilst this is true, it's only part of the script. So the second bit is stop overestimating and underestimating what you can do. Wiser men such as Bill Gates have often been attributed with saying... We tend to overestimate what we can do in a short time frame, perhaps a year, but really underestimate what we can achieve in a longer time frame, like five years plus. And for me, I always suggest setting goals for a five-year period. It's short enough time frame that we can influence the outcomes. The world may not completely change, but it's long enough for most of us to change pretty much anything in our lives and to really make a big difference. A lot of the frustration of not achieving what you want in the short term is simply down to not giving yourself enough time and setting loads of goals in a moment of inspiration and then falling short at the end of the month is frustrating and quite frankly it's quite dangerous to your morale. So contrary to that is that the really important long-term issue is that we set goals for the long term that just don't stretch us enough. And this is one of the things I've learned. And part of the challenge some of you may be facing is, well, fine, I like goal setting, but I just don't know what sort of commercial property-related goals I should be setting. You know, what are the action points? Okay, deep breath, I know where you're coming from, but the horse has to come before the cart. There's a really important issue at work here that I really want to discuss. One that is unseen, intangible, possibly even painful to rip out into the cold light of day. But stick with me. Once we've reached in and pulled it out to the surface, it can be quite liberating. And in many ways, what I'm talking about is self-awareness. And this is it. This is one of the most important discoveries I've made. Conditioning, that word again. Conditioning is everything. So let me just go into that for a minute. When you get a bit older like me, you gain the benefit of hindsight and looking back on your achievements or perhaps even the lack of them, 
can make you become frustrated, you might discover that your long-term goals were actually quite limiting. So I've, I've been doing this process for a while and I can remember setting goals back in, I think it was 2000, when we set up about the residential and what our goals were. And I just wanted, I wanted to make £1,000 a month. That was going to make the difference for us. We were going to make £1,000 a month. And of course, as you move on through your journey, these things change, your goals change, perhaps your limiting beliefs get lifted a little bit. I then started moving into setting up five-year goals. But then when you get to the end of the five years or six or seven years that those goals have been set, sometimes you turn. it turns out that actually maybe they were a bit limiting. And it can turn out that the person who's held you back the most is actually sitting in your seat. So a real goal list should make the hair stand up on the back of your neck. What's the point if you can't get excited about it, right? So learn to become conscious of your environment, conditioning and expectation. If you don't become self-aware, then everything you subconsciously surround yourself with, people, things, um, input, can affect your paradigm and ultimately limit your belief of what is possible. So over the last seven years, I've been involved in lots of masterminds, um, with startup businesses through an accelerator program that myself and a business partner run. And I've been taking part in um, quite a lot of masterminds around property as well. And in those early sessions of sort of newly formed mastermind groups with those business owners or property investors, it's been a great environment to observe how changes to conditioning can make a huge difference. And this is where I've, I've really noticed it and, and reflected on myself. So take an example of Tony, which is of course not his real name. Um, he may have set a goal to add one investment properties to port his portfolio per year for the next 10 years. And Tony's worked out this could mean financial independence if all goes well. And that's great. Nothing wrong with that. The person sat next to him is called Alison and she wants to add 50 properties to her portfolio over the next Five years, not ten years, five years. As long as she's prepared to do the work, it is completely possible, by the way. I'm sure some of you may well have done that with residential. It's quite conceivable that if we came back in five years, they may have both be on target. Alison may have achieved her goal of 50 properties in the five years, and Tony will have achieved his target of five because he's halfway through. So what's the difference between them? Why has Alison achieved so much more? Now, before I go any further, world domination is not on everybody's hit list, and nor should it be. Everyone has a different set of values, wants and needs in their life. However, before you shut off some higher levels of achievement in your life, make sure you're not closing down those possibilities, because actually, deep down, you don't think that you could ever do that, that it could ever happen for you. So you need to dig deep, and it will be worth it. If you really look inside, it is possible that you're close to real growth because your conditioning has made it so. Have the people in your life, including those well-meaning people, plus the choices you've made, the knockbacks you've received, and the things you tell yourself really pummeled your aspiration level into submission? If you can learn to understand or see that, then you're really becoming self-aware about what is limiting you, maybe even for the first time. So give yourself some new conditioning. 
we could all be subconsciously influencing our level of goal setting and potential achievements. I've learned to see that I may have chosen to let all of these things chip away and mould my outlook on the world and my perceived place in it. So when I talk about those seven or five year, seven year goals that I've worked on for the last period, it's you can see the you can see reflected in them, or I can see reflected in them certain limiting beliefs. Even though those goals at the time were scary, but once you got to the other end of it and you've achieved those things, think, oh, hold on a minute, maybe I should have just worked at this a bit harder. And I don't mean physical work, putting in the hours. I mean worked on our goal setting. I just think it's so important. The exciting thing is that you can actually take some action to force this conditioning change. In other words, um, we can learn to give ourselves some new conditioning. And there's a three-level process that I go through with um, goal setting with new business owners and mentees. And and I'm going to go through that with you just now. It takes about two or three hours to go through this whole thing, but I'm I'm going to summarise it on this podcast for you. So the first thing I ask them to do is write down their current goals for the next five years. Some people know those. Some people might even pull them out of the pocket and tell you, which is fantastic. Not many, I have to say. But these are the goals in their lives that they are naturally believe are possible, almost kind of a fait accompli. Once complete, we put that sheet aside. Then we start again. This time we look at goals with a second, higher lifestyle and business plan. This is effectively plan B. And could happen if everything went really well. So if you set off and all the traffic lights were green, so to speak, and the customers keep coming back for more, and things kept growing, what would your goals look like then? So the first one was just the goals you have right now, the ones you you kind of believe, I guess, that you're working towards. The second set, once you've put those other ones aside, is what would happen if all the traffic lights were green, the customers kept coming back, the sales were going well, you found lots of properties, what would... How would you change your goals? How would you change your outlook? Would you lift that aspiration level? This can be an enlightening experience, of course. However, the real point of taking the time to write down these two levels of aspiration is to put them aside and get them out of the way so you can work on the real list. The goal list that makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Remember what Bill Gates said. One of the biggest mistakes we can make with goal setting is that we underestimate what we can achieve in the longer term. And when you come into the commercial property market, it's not a five minute thing. You need to set longer term goals. But what you can achieve in commercial property, certainly in terms of the key things, which is time and money, which comes down to getting cash flow and being as passive as you can, is significant. So... This third list of things are the ones that make you think, whoa, how different my life would be if I could somehow make this happen. Ooh, now we're talking. Going through that process can lift up our aspiration level. And it's a way to kind of trick yourself into allowing that discussion to take place by getting the first and second level out of the way and then putting that real list, that plan C, if you will, if everything went well, if all the traffic lights were green, I managed to really grow this business, I found loads of deals, what would it look like? So try and have that discussion. 
have it with yourself or your business partner or a close-knit bunch of people who are on the same journey. Don't share it with people that maybe have affected your conditioning for where you are right now because all that's going to do is continue in your same paradigm. So let me ask you another question. If you're not going to do these things in this life, right? If you're not going to look at these, this real list of goals, then when are you? Because I've got news for you. Unless you have some fantastic guarantee from somewhere, you may only have this life. And if you don't take control of your conditioning, then you may never get to the levels that you actually want to achieve. Do you want to wake up in five years and realise that while you've been fighting with yourself, Alison went ahead and bought 50 properties anyway. She had the same 24 hours a day, but her conditioning lifted her expectation, which opened up the doors to opportunity in her life. While you and I were fighting with ourselves in our heads about what we can and can't do and what we should and shouldn't do and what really we can achieve, she went ahead and did it anyway. And I know you'll all have people in your lives that you've watched do that. And you're like, how did they do that? That's got to be luck. Oh, they had money. Oh, they had um, connections. Part of it will be conditioning. A big chunk of it will be conditioning. And you can control that. Now, I'm not a psychologist, all right? And there's nothing wrong with Tony's aspiration. But what he didn't know before that mastermind that he joined where Alison was, was that actually... He has the skills and ability to build his portfolio much faster than he thought. What he lacked was belief and critically the expectation. So, I mean, I have watched this change in life, right? I've seen this on a number of occasions and it's fantastic to see. It's where the Tonys start to realise that he's all right. She's all right. That there are others out there just like him or her. They're just getting on with it without the same limiting beliefs. He may or may not recognise that conditioning has been holding him back, but he starts to see what is possible and lifts his expectations to a whole new level. In a matter of a few weeks, the tight grip of his very real conditioning has been forced apart. And now he starts to reset his goals because of what he now knows is possible for him, and he proceeds towards them with a bit more confidence and expectation. Now, again... Previously, he may have set goals for his one property a year for the next 10 years and that was comfortable for him and he didn't want to push it, partly because it was uncomfortable, but partly because he just didn't have the confidence or expectation that that was possible for him. And the only thing that's changed is the conditioning. And you can force that conditioning to change by getting yourself around the right type of people and removing some of those things that maybe affected that conditioning from before. So this shows the power of getting around the right people and environment. It's something you can actually control. You can force yourself to expand your mind and seek a higher level of success by affecting this conditioning. Just, it's such a critical thing. And it's something I've only really been observing in the last few years and been aware of. So investment decisions. That third higher plan C sort of level of life and business goals can really help make you judge your time and money investments much better. So this is where it comes back to what's this got to do with commercial property investment? Well, a lot of you might be looking at projects and wondering, well, I don't know which one to do. 
Some of you may be wondering where the hell are these projects, of course, but you'll start turning over stones and you'll start finding these things and kicking tires and then you're like, well, is this what I want to do? Or, no, maybe it's that one. No, I think, actually, I'm just going to wait because so-and-so told me there might be a property coming up in the next town and I think I'm going to I'm gonna wait and see about that one. And then the first one goes because somebody else has bought it. Then you see the third one and it doesn't quite work out. Oh, somebody's just bought the second one and actually you don't quite progress. And a lot of it is to do with this stuff I'm talking about right here. So you need to have a think about what it is that your plan A would be, your plan B, and then the real plan, the plan C. Do the projects that you're looking at um, even have the capacity to get you to that new paradigm? Because if you've chosen the wrong vehicle, as it were, which might be a job, but in this case we're talking about commercial property, it doesn't really matter how hard you work if it isn't ever going to get you to where you want to go. So if you really take time to look at what's possible, reflect on what your current vehicle is capable of or the projects you're looking at are capable of, then you can have a sensible conversation with yourself about what you need to do. So for instance, do you want to look at passive income? Are you trying to build up a portfolio where you're having active income? If it's active, then that might affect your geography. So there's one of your key criteria. Right, it maybe needs to be closer to you, or at least in a place where you can organise a good team to work on that project for you. Is it a certain level of return on investment that you're after? Well, that might, again, be affected by geography. And all these things, based around what you're five-year goal is are then going to help you work out what types of property you need. So should you change your model completely or do you just need to set a new set of investment and project criteria? Um, I don't know. You're going to have to look at that. But you need to look at the current things that you're doing and work out whether they're actually the right things. This is really good for working out what things are distractions and what are opportunities, which is another thing, because sometimes it can be quite difficult. You're looking at all these opportunities, you don't know which one to do. This will really help. This is why I love property business, by the way, particularly cash flow and commercial properties, because acquiring those assets, making them work to the optimum level for the income and the time they'll give you, it can mean you can choose different things in your life. Because acquiring the assets that are giving you cash, we all know this, they're giving you cash flow, is going to give you more time and more income. I've been through this five-year cycle before, as I mentioned, and the most disappointing thing was that I didn't make my Plan C goals big enough. I totally underestimated what was possible in five years. So this time round, I have made sure that I've really pushed myself higher. I may get to the end of the next five years and say, oh man, I should have set those higher. It'll be great if I do, of course. So... The process has made me reflect on everything I do and our basic property investment criteria. Going through this again recently in sort of last sort of 12 to 18 months, it's recent, um, it's made me realise that our investment criteria needed to change and what we were doing needed to change. And we, we already had quite a specific set of criteria that our projects needed to achieve. But this exercise forced me to reevaluate that as I say, and the types of projects we take on, they, they need to have the capacity to give the right kind of output to match those new goals. Otherwise, the opportunity cost is too high. 
So our investment criteria, needlessly, has gone up a few notches, which is why we've made certain acquisitions this year and said, importantly, said no to other buildings, which we might have taken on in the past. Those investment criteria, as I say, might involve time, money, and then drill down to things like income level, return on investment, active, passive. You can... You can um, develop quite a specific set of criteria that you're looking for. And it may be that sector is in there as well. And whether it's leased or licenses, all those sorts of things come out of working out what you want in five years. So I want you to do something that you might not have done for quite a while. I want you to have a meeting with yourself. All right. Five years is a long time. You can achieve a lot in five years. I may or may not achieve my next five-year plan, but at least by being on the right path, I have a shot, right? What about you? Think about those small goals, the monthly goals, and sometimes not achieving them and beating yourself up about what you didn't do last week or up until this point in your life. Stop doing it. Stop beating yourself up. Look forward. Take some action. Have a full day meeting with yourself. Away from distractions and sort this stuff out. It's really important. It's probably the most important meeting you'll have in the next five years. So, to wrap up, there are three themes kind of twisting together here, right? So the first one is the goal setting itself. But in this business, look at five-year time frame, not five minutes. The second thing is become aware of your conditioning and watch it doesn't limit those five-year goals. Really have a think about that. What, what's what been limiting you? And put yourself, even if it's in, in a, an imaginary room with other people that are perhaps on the same road as you, but have different aspiration levels and less limiting beliefs. Because that might help lift you to your plan C and think about, actually, maybe I could achieve that. Maybe I could. Because what you don't really want to do is get to your five years and say, huh, that wasn't actually that hard, was it? Maybe I should have tried more. And it's not about working more, it's just working smarter. It's thinking about those types of projects, making decisions based on your investment criteria and what it is you want to achieve. So that is the third thing. This all leads to that unique investment criteria. It doesn't happen the other way around. Once you have that, I promise things will become easier for you. Decisions will come quicker. Distractions will be spotted. It'll be easy to spot what a distraction is and discard it before it starts taking up all your precious time. Because, of course, as we get older, we realise the really important asset is time. It's the one that's diminishing all the time. And it's the one that you can't replace. So there's so much more to this process, but I can't fit it all into this podcast. I want to try and keep it to 30 minutes. The session that I do on this normally takes at least two or three hours, but it can get really good results. And having said that, though, there's enough in here for you to take the next steps, and I really hope you do take some steps from this one. I know it's a bit different this week, but I'm glad you've made it through to the other side. Thanks for staying with me. I do hope you take some action points from this one, the first of which, of course, is have that meeting with yourself. Set those goals. Do the plan A, plan B, and then that plan C. Get those first two down on paper and out of the way and share it with somebody. Try and go through this process with somebody. So, hope that's helped. 
We'd love to get your feedback on this program, of course, and particularly reviews, but I appreciate every bit of feedback, whether it's a review or a private message of encouragement, and we've been having lots of messages recently. I really appreciate that. So thank you to everyone who's taken the time to do so. If you've found this particular episode of use, please let us know. I'd be interested to hear the feedback because a lot of our other episodes are quite technical. But this one's a bit more on the larger viewpoint, shall I say, of commercial property. I do think it's absolutely critical. And I hope I hope it's something you've taken some value from. Next week, we're going to get right back to business, though, and we're going to be talking about finance. We have a very experienced finance broker coming on the show. So if you have got any questions and things and you've listened to this podcast and it's just come out, please fire those onto the Facebook group, usual Facebook forward slash commercial property investor. This will be in the show notes. And then from there, you can click on the group and get yourself into the group and fire away with some questions If there's things that anybody in the group can answer, I'm sure somebody will. If not, I can take that, ask some experts and ideally ask them onto the show. So thanks very much for your support and I look forward to speaking to you next week. 